0: relax this is top up i'm charlie clausen i'm will anderson hello charlie like
1: you are jet-lagged and i can even tell that you're jet-lagged you have that that goofy like you know combination of a guy who's half jet-lagged and half in a country where weed is legal
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's fair to say i'm a little dazed and confused there's something about we're just talking off air i've you know i did that trip to la from sydney quite a bit i know you do too and i don't find that too hard like you know day or two. But it's something about because I'm in Toronto, so pretty much the east coast now. Something about that extra—I don't know—three hours time difference. It just coming from where we come from, from our homeland. <laughs> There's something about that. It. it just fucks us up. It's just the right amount of hours just to fuck up your your body clock. Because I just—I'm all over the shop at the moment. I'm waking up early. I'm falling asleep in the early afternoon. I'm like I'm like Grandpa Simpson at the moment. Yeah, you've got your, even your hair looks jet lagged
1: i don't know why it is like i think that's because your beard's been longer and your hair's normally neater but instead you've got like a haircut that's a bit more resembling what my hair normally looks like and you've shaved your beard a bit and it's almost like your entire look has just become
0: (laughs) jet lagged it's like it's like i've traveled through a portal and this is alternate dimension charlie it actually this is canadian charlie it
1: reminds me a little bit of old charlie this is, you, look, right. you look a bit more like old Charlie, pre-fitness, you know, kind of pre-having <laughs> yourself together, having your shit together, Charlie. <laughs> this is like original Toe fop Charlie.
0: Mate, the camera adds uh, 40 pounds, uh, from what I understand. <laughs> and also, uh, Canada is famous for Tim Hortons, uh, a, a donut chain. So I have... Oh. I'm on holiday, Will, so I've been allowing myself to eat whatever I like, which uh, so far has included a lot of donuts.
1: Well, I mean, that's you've gone to a place where they have legal weed and some of the best donuts in the entire world. And not only do yeah. they have great donuts, but they're so proud of their donuts.
0: They really are. I actually went to um, Kingsington Markets on the weekend uh, where they had some, uh, what would you call them? Um, like handcrafted donuts, so not like the kind of major chain, artisan donuts, yeah, that's right, Um, (laughs) and uh, it really was like going into like a wine cellar, the the seriousness with which we were ordering deep fried dough covered in icing sugar, (laughs) like, because, you know, some of them had like gold leaf, uh, gold leaf icing on top of them, and caramelized popcorn, and Salt and uh, quinoa dusting. I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize you could dust with quinoa.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I I like to only eat Michelin star donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have you been to Toronto? Yeah, plenty of times.
0: I love Toronto. It's one of my favorite cities in the world, Toronto. It's really cool. I'm really digging it. It reminds me, and I mean, I don't mean to, to, to diminish it by the comparisons, but it does remind me a lot of Melbourne. Like, I'm getting Totes Melbourne vibes in terms of just the the multiculturalism, the flatness, and the trams. <laughs> Mainly the trams, I'll be honest with you.
1: Yeah, but there is – no, there's definitely a sort of – well, particular parts of Melbourne vibe to it. Like, is it is it Queen Street – is it called Queen Street West or something like that? Anyway, there's a, there's a part of uh, Toronto that yeah. is very sort of, you know, Brunswick, Fitzroy, you know, inner city Brunswick.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's where I've been spending most of my yeah. time. Uh, but it's uh, it, every person that I've spoken to that I've brought that comparison up, every Canadian has gone, Oh, you're not the first person. So I imagine there's a bunch of very annoying Australian tourists who have been going through Ontario comparing their major metropolis to our dinky little city that's not even our capital.
1: Yeah, but you know what? It is like, it's one of those comparisons that comes up a lot because it's true. It is just very yeah. much like it. Like, it's like, we hear this all the time. Yeah, because everybody observes it because it's true.
0: Well, I arrived here uh, uh, before Pride weekend, so I think I've come at a particularly good time because it's just, I didn't realize, but they uh, say Toronto is a a, a plus 40, minus 40 city, so in winter, you know, 40 below, and in summer, it can get as hot as 40 degrees. So, I've come just on the way up of that, and... You can tell it's a cold city because people here are desperate to show some flesh. <laughs> like, I was walking around. When I, as soon as I arrived, I went out for dinner with Jem and a bunch of her workmates. And I was like, oh, I said, everyone here is very confident in their bodies. And like, you don't understand. They don't get that much of an opportunity to strip down and dress really slutty. So guys and girls, guys just rip off the tops. Girls just put on the miniskirt. Everyone's showing their stomachs, walking around. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> Excellent.
1: Yeah, it's a real all or nothing society you know yes totally and, and but I, there's a lot of those like you're sort of in that north america you know where it goes from one extreme to the other and you do find that there is just like every city is two-faced you know every city yes. has like these two really distinct personalities which is their winter personality and their summer personality and their cities because i've been to toronto in both and they it's really mm. different city you know i've been there where like you know it's ice skating and there's ice rinks everywhere and you know they're having these celebrations and then i've been there in the summer festival season where everybody just parties so hard because it's only
0: summer for a few months yeah so i'm i'm there (laughs) i'm at that bit where everyone's partying really hard because it's also pride weekend so i went down to the parade i saw justin trudeau uh heading up the parade not many floats. I was a bit disappointed. I think uh, Sydney Mardi Gras. I think they do a lot better with their floats. Their satirical floats. I was expecting to see a lot more ironic, you know, use of uh, paper mache. <laughs> like where's where's your on.
1: satire? Where's your paper mache based satire, Canada?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think more theirs was more of a sort of display of unity and uh, civil rights. Uh, you know, individual civil rights. Uh, I was looking for more. Um, Uh, kitsch Australian gags. Where was the Aussie ostrich float?
1: Well, it's it's probably as a result of the different permissible societies, right? The satire probably is strongest in the society where, you know, you've got most to satirise. So if everybody's kind of all-encompassing and I wonder if it'll change in Australia, you know, now that, you know, same-sex marriage is legal and the further we get away from that and the more normalised it becomes, whether that sort of sharp satirical part of the parade actually
0: Fades off and goes away. Yeah, well, I guess I mean if they become part of the establishment, like the more they are absorbed into the mainstream, the less is there is to fight against. That's interesting. I I, I wonder like. If they'll find themselves the shoe on the other foot, where once they belong to the mainstream, they'll get offended or challenged by a new group to come up, and they'll have their own, you know, uh, uh, awakening to to go through.
1: Well, these days, I mean, I guess you know, because there's a big story in Australia at the moment that one of our prominent rugby union players, a guy called Israel Folau, um, has been kicked out of the game because he broke the rugby union um, Australian kind of contract on what he could post on his social media because basically he said that gay people will burn in hell. I imagine right now there's a few people, you know, getting their Mardi Gras floats together going, oh, I've got a theme. I've got a theme, guys. There'll oh, be a yeah. few Israel Folau yeah, themes yeah. already, like people calling dibs on their Israel Folau themed float at this early stage.
0: Yeah, I mean, if there wasn't already like a drag queen called Palestine Folau or something, yeah. like that, I'd be very surprised. <laughs>
1: Israel Folau. wow <laughs>
0: Um, I like Canadians, if I can generalise for a moment. Yeah. They're so uh, much friendlier nice than Americans. Nice <laughs> <laughs> Did I break the computer? You froze for a second.
1: Yeah, that's right. There's, occasion, there's occasional glitches where it's free, freezing okay. a bit, but I think we can
0: uh, fight through it unless it gets too bad. I mean, uh, having said that, I did meet a rude Canadian um, on my flight over it's really weird actually she uh there's a couple who were going to miss their connecting flight because the, our flight out of la was a little delayed and so they were kind of complaining to this lady they weren't being obnoxious but they were being persistent in their complaints to her about you know our flight's going to be leaving now we're not going to make it we're not going to make it and so this woman was this air, um a stewardess was trying to help them out and uh, then like we landed and everyone got up getting their bags out and I had quite a few bags to get out. So I thought, well, you know, while everyone's standing, I'll just get all everything set, put my backpack on and so I can exit quickly. So I stand up and the steward is standing right where I need to go. And so I ask her uh, if she could just move to the side so I could get my bag. So she makes the minimal effort to move, right? <laughs> so I don't move and I ask her again. I said, could you just maybe step, we'll swap places, you step in, I'll go there. She didn't move. So I stepped past her and I stepped on her toe (laughs) and she fucking freaked. Like she was like, ow, 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 ow. And and look, I'm wearing sneakers. I know I'm not that heavy a dude. I don't think whatever she was reacting, I don't think it was really that bad. So then uh, she says to me, "Um, you can't stand in the aisles while the – there's so many people in the aisles already. Will, I'm not sure if you had any trouble on, a, on an airplane I mean, before. I
1: can't remember. I can't remember if it had anything to do with standing up in an aisle in the middle of the plane, Charlie. But go ahead.
0: I'm very interested now to see where this story goes. <laughs> so she told me I couldn't stand in the aisles, even though everyone else was standing up. And then I think because she's so stressed out by this couple that she's trying to get on this next flight, she then used them as an excuse. And she said, I have to help this couple here. And you know what I said, Will? I said, they're not the only passengers on the plane.
1: Oh, oh, Charlie.
0: Good day, sir. Good day. (laughs) That was my harumph and exit. You stepped
1: on her foot and then said, they're not the only passengers on the plane. And then just yelled out, Aussie, Aussie, (laughs) Aussie, oi, oi, oi. And said, fuck you, you polite (laughs) Canadian.
0: Yeah, I drank a shooey and exited the plane. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's right. ate a Vegemite sandwich, drank a shooey and said, Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi.
0: You know, the funny thing was when I was watching her dealing with this anxious couple about getting to their flight because, you know, I've been trying to get all Zen and meditate and, you know, mindfulness and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm watching this woman deal with this couple and I'm seeing her absorb their anxiety. And in my head, I'm like this is easy for you to uh, navigate this situation. You don't have to absorb their anxiety. You're just doing your job. And, you know, them getting anxious, you responding with saying, you know. I'm, so I'm thinking, all she's got is just let it go, not react. Respond, Will, not react. Mm. Then the minute this woman says something to me, I snap back, declare that I'm, there's more than one passenger on the plane, and then huffily storm off. I'm so zen.
1: Well, the problem is that it's easy to say you're zen it's much harder to be zen.
0: Oh yeah, real hard, <laughs> real hard. Um, uh, so in my tours around Toronto, I've just I've covered a lot of ground. Um, I was with a friend of mine, and we went to get donuts from Kensington Markets. We're sitting down in this park under a tree, about to eat our donuts, and uh, this dude walks up wearing head to toe black Spider-Man suit, like a Venom suit like you know just like a latex kind of looked like one of those guys you'd see on hollywood boulevard like a street performer or something like that right okay so it wasn't like a fashion statement no 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 like he looks like he had a backpack he was wearing the full spider-man outfit without the mask had a backpack on um but you know it was like a skin tight looked like a uh, someone you'd see on hollywood boulevard yeah but he but he
1: he didn't have the face mask on so like the first thing you should have said to him is mate people will know who your
0: secret identity
1: is if you don't have your face mask on
0: So we're sitting down to eat our donuts and this guy sort of sits down. There's a few people milling about. There's a little skate ramp, a playground, all that kind of stuff. Um, He sits down with a bunch of other dudes who are just like smoking cigarettes and whatever and starts chatting with them. Then uh, just in front of us is a tree that's got a little um, ditch dug around it. It's, uh, I think, something, you know, some gardeners obviously treating the roots or whatever, but it's just a little dirt dug around. So this Spider-Man guy looks at the tree. And looks to this old man who's standing across the road working on his car, gets up and yells loud enough for everyone to hear. He's like, hey, asshole, hey, asshole. So it's okay for them to dig around the tree, but I try and swing on it, and that's no good? Fuck you, fuck you. And then he turns around to the park, and he's yelling to all of us. He's saying, this asshole got angry at me because I was swinging on this tree. Fuck you, pal. And then he just like naturally just walks back to the guys who were smoking, and just sits down again. So everyone's like in the park is
1: unfriendly neighborhood Spider Man,
0: exactly. So then he sits down and very loudly starts. I mean, he's talking to these guys, but I I assumed he knew them at the start. But then I realised he no, he doesn't know anyone here. He's just this is he's Spider Man because he sits down and he just starts telling these guys unprompted about he's just brought this new mask that has like the the Spider Man eyes that change shape. You know, like in the new Spider Man Mm. films, how his his goggles. So he pulls out this mask and he's showing it to everyone and he's showing it how it works, the little battery that operates the eyes and starts talking about his web shooters. He's got these web shooters that can shoot up to like 50 rubber bands per second and stuff and then starts pointing out like all the areas around the park that are really good to climb. Like you can throw a rope up on top of the toilet block and that's really good to climb, blah, 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 blah. So my friend and I are listening to this and we're thinking like, because he has a broken character. Like he's talking about all these things he does as if he's Spider-Man. Like he's talking about J. Jonah Jameson and all this kind of shit. Like he's in character. In my head, I'm like, oh, he's a street performer, like cosplay street performer. This is awesome.
1: This is it, this is did, like his bit. It's like grumpy old Spider-Man. It's like Spider-Man yeah. complains. Like Spider-Man on his downtime, just complaining about the man and the system and the rules and regulations.
0: Well, no, it, it was only the start that was grumpy okay. Spider-Man. The rest of it was could have been normal Peter Parker, right? So then he's just like chatting with people, like in the way that Peter Parker might sit down and just tell you how cool it is being Spider-Man and all the things he can climb and all that Again, kind of stuff.
1: Again, not really sure that's actually part of what Peter Parker did. Pretty sure Peter Parker kept <laughs> being Spider-Man to himself and didn't go, hey, I'm Spider-Man, I can climb on that toilet block. But anyway, I understand the point you're making.
0: So um, I we, we, we sort of left him and we were a bit like curious about who is this kind of guy. We went to this shop. And we started asking people about um, Spider-Man. It turns out this dude is like an identity in Toronto. He's literally the Toronto Spider-Man. So I found a series of articles. I got sort of sucked into this rabbit hole. This is over the course of... Spider-Hole. since (laughs) Spider-Hole. So over the last three years, he's been in the press five times. And I want to read each (laughs) article to you in chronological order one by one because it's it's a journey, Will. It's something that... I think even in my jet lagged uh, state uh, um, could be is great fodder. For okay, great. So let's, let's hear a little more about Toronto Spider-Man. Okay. First article from Yahoo news. Um, Amy Chayan, Toronto Spider-Man foil shoplifter returns to quiet life of street performing. So do we have a date on this? Yep. This is from uh, November twenty, November 4th, 2016. Okay, 2016. So, uh, There's a photo of uh, the gentleman and he's in full Spider-Man outfit, mask and all, the traditional blue and reds. And the caption says, Peter Parkour, Toronto Spider-Man, poses in front of Ryerson University. And Amy begins, looks like Toronto has a superhero that'll be sticking around. Having foiled a shoplifting incident at a costume store in downtown Toronto on Halloween, Peter Parkour whose real-life identity is Mark Zilio, told Yahoo Canada News that being a full-time street performer satisfies him more than any office work or crime fighting. <laughs> it also benefits his spiritual and physical well-being, he says. I need to create impact on a social level and work one-on-one with people, Zilio said in an email. <laughs> so <it's> web mail. <laughs> yeah,
1: he loves the web. Uh, He
0: said to his former employer, and
1: the employer said, yeah, we sacked you ages ago, mate. Don't make this a political statement. You are unemployable. You would come to work in a Spider-Man outfit.
0: Although social media was buzzing about Peter Parkour's heroic feat, in an interview with CTV News Toronto, Zilio said he doesn't want to be involved in these situations since he's not professionally trained. (laughs) He's also worried about losing his busking license.
1: Okay, so he's a professionally trained busker, though, just not a professionally trained crime fighter.
0: Yeah. Ryan Rubin, who works at Longboard Living in Kensington Market, where Zilio is often seen spewing webs. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. He says Zilio is locked into character all the time by the way he commands himself. In a quirky world of real-life superheroes, I'm not surprised he took down a shoplifter, Rubin said. And I'm not surprised the internet is now praising him for it. Is there a quirky world of real life superheroes that I don't know about?
1: <sighs> I mean, yes. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say based on that the the fact that somebody's written that, but also just based on the fact that I bet there's enough people who've, you know, are somewhere in between the world of superheroes and the world of street performers. Yes, I'm going to say there is. There's a quirky world of underground Pe- superheroes. It's like the movie Kickass who- basically.
0: Okay, all right. As a professional busker, Zilio feels that the busking community is shrinking, and that it's becoming a difficult place for street performers. Although his siblings understand his profession, Zilio says the elders in the family don't see a future for him wearing spandex, wearing a spandex spidey suit. Well, I mean, his uncle was killed right in front of him. I think people should give him some some slack. Zilio's dream job is to do stunts in the film industry. A former dance instructor from Guelph, Ontario, who has auditioned several times for the reality dance competition So You Think You Can Dance Canada, Zilio has been performing in Toronto as a licensed busker for 4 years. Currently, Zilio only purchases Spider-Man comics so he can delve deeper into character study by picking up any spidey puns and quips for his performances. I tell you what, he wasn't. Dig- he was digging into Goodfellas when I saw him. The stuff he was yelling at this old man wasn't no Spidey quips. This was straight up Goodfellas. Well, this was
1: like you know three four years
0: ago though. He's
1: probably gone on a darker. Yeah, yeah. You know things always get a gritty reboot. This is like a darker pass. But he was.
0: We'll, we'll get to that. Will we? We'll, we'll get <laughs> <Okay>. to that. <laughs>
1: it's
0: not always easy as a street performer, since online comments about Peter Parkour can very very unpleasant at times. Zilia says it's the everyday adventures that continue to inspire him to be the city's wall crawler. Yeah. It's all the small stuff, as Elio said, the smiles I bring to the faces of other people, the new friends I make, the places I go, and the kids who look up to me and believe in me. Mm. Um, okay. But he's got to remember, so, don't read the comments. Haters going to hate. And when you're <laughs> a Spider-Man,
1: cicada's going to skate.
0: Okay, so actually this article I should have read first. This, okay. is, this is from the same year, just a couple months earlier. Toronto Spider-Man vows to fight bylaw tickets. <laughs> It's Spider-Man to the rescue, except in this case, Toronto's erstwhile Peter Parker is trying to save himself. Mark Zilio, who is a busker and performs as Peter Parkour, was given two tickets at Yonge and Dundas streets on May 17. According to a Facebook post, Zilio was ticketed for two infractions. He was busking too close to an intersection, <laughs> closer than nine metres, and his performance may have... <laughs> His performance may have posed a danger to the public.
1: What I love the most is if there is any law that sums up what people think of Canada, busking too close to an intersection, <laughs> it's got to be that law.
0: <laughs> Zilio says he was stripped of his licence. But not so far, Spidey. Mm. The tickets do not mean he can no longer perform. City Hall spokesperson Tammy Robinson told City News, I love that this woman has probably like a lot of municipal duties to perform during the day, and here she's having to answer questions (laughs) about Spider-Man. Tammy Robinson told City News there may be no financial penalty. Zilio must now appear before a court, Robinson said in an email, and it's up to the Justice of the Peace to determine the fine, if any. The ticket is a summons of a court. The court will determine the amount of the fine, which could be up to a maximum of $5,000. Oh, wow. Okay. It's a lot for a busker. Yeah. It's a lot of bloody hats. It's uh, at least, a, 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 how many hats do you reckon that'd be? Like, the, I reckon a thousand worth. How much could you get in a hat? 500 bucks? I mean, in loose change? Like, what, what's the biggest? Yeah. Can I, it'd probably need
1: some notes. You know, yeah, if, you, if you've if got to pay a $5,000 fine, you'd want the stuff that folds, not the stuff that jingles. <laughs>
0: Uh, Zilio said he's taking his fight to court because he does not agree that the performance which involves climbing endangers the public I've been performing at Yonge and Dundas for three years without issue today a bylaw officer decided to take my license he said in a video whenever I climb I use three points of contact that's basic ladder safety I also never go higher than one story Zilio said that he did understand the first infraction and moved away from the intersection as soon as he was asked Hopefully, we'll be able to come to a peaceful solution. But them trying to pull me into court and find me for it—that's not going to fly. Zilio said, "I don't accept it, and I plead not guilty." <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! whoa <laughs> Save whoa. it for the courtroom, Zilio. Save it
1: for the court, Tiger. I'm just a journalist. This is this is not the appropriate forum. <laughs> I said I plead not guilty. Yeah, again, just the journalist, <laughs> not the judge. Um, I would sustained. If he overruled.
0: Fight.
1: If he if he did bring in hats full of money to pay off his fine. That would be great.
0: (laughs) Zillia's ticket comes as two Toronto City councillors work to ban all busking and related activities in front of the Eaton Centre and 10 Dundas Street East. The motion was put forward by Councillor Kristen Wong-Tam and backed by Councillor Pam McConnell. If approved, the motion would ban... uh, The the motion... Sorry, if approved, the motion the ban would seek to ensure physical access and public safety until a longer term policy or strategy can be developed. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. But but like banning
1: busking, it feels to me like this is suddenly the town from Footloose. I mean, come on. You've gone to some town, they don't allow busking anymore until some brave young busker comes to town with his Spider-Man outfit and teaches the kids how to busk.
0: And climb. And climb. Climb. (laughs) Too close to an intersection.
1: (laughs) Well, that's why they're Uh, banned busking, because somebody died when they were busking too close to an intersection, and they were involved in a car
0: accident. Wong Tam says it's 100% about safety, Will. Public safety and public access. It's also about ensuring we have a downtown that's going to work for everyone. People have expressed in droves now that they can't get through, and sometimes people are so rushed they'll just jump off the sidewalk and onto the roadway, and they don't see the oncoming traffic. In this case, the ticket was not sparked by a complaint said Robinson officers were on a routine patrol in the area when they observed infractions, the City Hall spokesperson said. All right, so that's the second instalment. Spider, Toronto Spider-Man versus a City Councillor. And I've got to say, now, you are
1: on the lowest rung of law enforcement if your job is <laughs> enforcing busking regulations. Just some officers right. out on a, on a stroll, wandering up to a spider friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man go, hello,
0: hello, hello, what have we
1: got going on here?
0: Bad cops, bad cops, (laughs) what you gonna do, what you gonna do when they come for you? Canadian cops. We're going to bust some cosplayers. (laughs) All right, so it's a year later now, Will. It's a new dawn, 2017. 2017, it was a heady time. Who was topping the charts in 2017? Um, What, two years ago?
1: Kenrick Lamar (laughs) and Taylor
0: Swift. Probably. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Okay, so it's a year later. Let's see. Let's let's check in with Mark Zilio. <clears throat> Headline. This is from the uh, this is from Toronto.com, written by David Nickel. Headline Breach of probation could land Toronto's busker oh, no. Spider Man behind bars.
1: Okay. Go on.
0: Uh, street performer Mark Zilio will go to court on March eighth over the alleged busker bylaw breach. So he, he fought the law and the law didn't back down. <laughs> oh no. I love it. A year ago, he was so full of bloody, he was so full of like, confidence. He was, didn't accept it, he said. Now look at him. they got the, the long arm of the law. Okay, so there's a photo of him holding his fist up like Black Panther style in his Spider-Man outfit. And when you say Black Panther, says,
1: you mean Black Panther the comic book hero or like a <laughs> Black Panther?
0: Like Black Panther on the uh, Olympic podium. Okay. He's got one fist up, okay. like a victory <laughs> yep. fist. And it says, uh, Mark Zillio, a.k.a. Peter Parkour, is going to court next year to find a breach of probation charge over allegations he violated the terms of his busker license impersonating Spider-Man in downtown Toronto. I mean, a lot of ink already. Like, this is the third article and I'm not even done. Like, this is a lot of ink devoted to Peter Parkour, don't you think?
1: Well, not just ink, but like council time, like regulation <laughs> time. Courts, it's going to seem like court time. fees.
0: Um, okay. It's, a, it's an eye-catching first mm-hmm. sentence. Spider-Man is going to court next year. Or okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, more to the point, Mark Zilio is going to court March 18th, 2018, to challenge city citations alleging his Basker Act as a web-free Earthbound Spider-Man is a public danger. Zilio, a former breakdancer who's made a small business of dressing up as Marvel's comic Marvel Comics web swinging slinging superhero, is facing a breach of probation charges that he and his representative John Papadakis <laughs> fear could land him behind bars.
1: Like, I love that somebody's gone. Nah, I'm going to stand up for my friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man. I'm John Papadakis, and this is the case <laughs> for me. <laughs>
0: Zilio had been ordered by a justice of the peace to, to live up to the letter of his city of Toronto busking license after a May 2016 incident in which he was cited for busking <laughs> too close to the Young Dundas intersection. Okay, so is this the same
1: we'll, incident? This is the original yeah, incident, yeah. but he's just refused yes, to
0: it's a, it's a year later run. that they've been that they must have like served him. They must have tracked they they hired a bounty hunter. <laughs> they tracked him down and they served him. He must appear before a court. Uh, uh he was cited for busking too close to an intersection and potentially endangering the public when he clambered a short way up the lighting standards i think that's like you know the traffic light mm-hmm. tower zilio has been ordered by just as the p oh, hang on sorry uh, then in january 2017 zilio was charged again okay this okay. is new within with being within nine meters of the intersection of queen street west and spadina avenue which meant that he was not only in violation of city bylaw, but also the probation order. All right. So he's basically committed the same infraction, but because he's already had the first infraction, it's now a breach of probation. Right,
1: He's returned to the scene of the crime and committed the same crime. He's like, you can't stop me busking this intersection. And they're like, well, actually we can. You've broken a bylaw and now you're probation from breaking (laughs) the bylaw in the first place.
0: Zillio said on August 3rd that the bylaw officers had been waiting for him to step too close to the intersection in order to tra- lay the charge. <laughs> they tra- <laughs> As you pointed out, I mean, if he's right, these are people who are being paid by tax dollars to go down and watch Spider-Man and keep an eye,
1: like on uh, how close I mean, it is I like to the think that they think it's an FBI sting. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're yeah. in the back of a van. They've, They've staked it out record- for months. They've recording equipment. They've been doing a stakeout. They've been eating Tim Horton donuts in their car, waiting for the Spider-Man to come along. He'll be back.
0: <laughs> they'll wait until the second I step too close, and then they'll say I'm breaking the laws. Zilio said they may want to incarcerate me. I'm helping old ladies cross the road, telling people to stay safe. I stopped a crime back in Halloween just as Spider-Man. It's like J. Jonah Jameson's doing articles on me. Oh, oh, oh okay. All right. <laughs> Mate, he's really stunned. He, he, he's, uh, he's pulled out the helping old ladies across the street yeah. defense. Which again, I don't know that, 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 that
1: does actually prove that he's gone too close to the intersection. If you're helping an old lady, you've self-reported. You've done yourself in there because the very act of helping an old lady across the street actually says that you were in the middle of the intersection.
0: Zilio was in fact caught on video in the fall of 2016 apprehending a shoplifter outside a costume store. Zilio maintained that he's been busking a legal distance away from the intersection, but simply stepped forward to speak to a Spider-Man fan. Rod Jones, Toronto's Director of Bylaw Enforcement, confirmed that the charges had been laid, but would not comment on Zilio's legal situation. Like anyone, he has a right to mount a defence, Jones said. That is a very Canadian Canadian. response.
1: (laughs) I'm Rod Jones, uh, Director of Bylaw Enforcement.
0: Michael, did you... I saw you send us a message. did Did you... You didn't by any chance find the video of Spider-Man. Can you find that video, Mike? I'm going to get to this next article. Just look at the video of um, our friend stopping the shoplifter because it says a video exists. I think Will and I probably need to see it. Um, Okay. You ready to keep going into this tangled web? I
1: I am indeed.
0: (laughs) Okay. So that was 2017. So this article is... uh, Oh, 19 days ago. So this is hot off the presses. Okay, this is great. fresh news. This is from BlogTO, blog, blog, blog Toronto. Headline, uh, Amy Kalberg again, she wrote the first article. Headline, Toronto Spider-Man gets into shouting fight with street preachers. <laughs> Toronto is starting to look like something out of Into the Spider-Verse lately with all the commotion local Spider-Men have been causing. Okay. Good good update.
1: Into the Spider-Verse. Good. Amy clearly goes and sees the latest Spider-Man film and claims it on her work expenses as part of her ongoing investigation into the Toronto (laughs) Spider-Man.
0: Let's put it this way. The folks who loudly preach over amplifiers at Dundas Square as you're trying to get into the subway or the mall are mildly annoying at the best of times. But recently, one local Spider-Man performer posted uh, posted up on the same corner just, and just couldn't take it. A video posted by the preachers themselves that goes so far as to call the Spider-Man the Antichrist. Ooh and say he loses his mind in the title, shows a street performer going off on the street preachers, who at the beginning of the video are rambling on as usual about the sins of single motherhood, etc, etc. Shit, mate. Maybe we should get Toronto Spider-Man down to bloody Australia. I know know a certain rugby player you might want to speak to. Yeah, exactly. Toronto Spider-Man
1: versus Israel Falal. That's a good Mardi Gras float for next year.
0: (laughs) The the Spider-Man confronts the religious group by saying he's also Roman Catholic. (laughs) And that they should turn the other cheek, that their use of amplification is illegal and that they're unfairly taking attention and space away from his performance. Oh, hang on. So now he's enforcing local bylaws.
1: (laughs) He's like, I'm across these local busking bylaws.
0: He's shown later talking to police in the video. Comments in the video uh, posted to a local Facebook neighborhood group suggest the same religious group has been demonstrating in other areas of the city recently like Kensington Market and around Central Tech. Um. Yeah, okay. okay. I don't know that that could I'm not even sure that's still the same Spider Man, but I'm gonna i I'm gonna claim that as it as a yes. Okay. Let's take a look. At the video. Should we have Mark a look Howell. at the video? Yeah, you got it there?
1: Yeah, okay. So we need to go to hang on, is this the guy? Yeah. So okay, Mark Zillow, all right. I've paused mine at one second. One second, okay. So let me know. Let's watch it now then. Okay. Okay. So he's climbing up Okay. I see this. Okay, so I can see what he's doing now. He's climbing up on some sort of. Oh,
0: yeah, he's got the Spider Man poses down there. But he's
1: actually got the Spider Man look. He's actually kind of. That's him,
0: dude. That's him. That's the guy that I saw yelling at the old man. It's definitely him. That's the same Spider Man. He looks like a bit like a Tom Holland. Yeah, he's definitely got that sort of Spider Man out of costume look. Is this going to have video of him actually catching the guy? This is like a news report uh, after the fact. Okay. Here we go.
1: This is him.
0: Oh, uh, it's a woman for a start. Yeah.
1: Firstly, it's a woman, and secondly, there's actually a security guard who's doing most of the stopping the woman from stealing.
0: <laughs> like, hang on, hang on. I'm just going to rewind a bit because he said, did he? He said she was very squiggly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's his technical assessment.
1: But hang yeah, on. Yeah, you're right. That was, um, what I love how did is he get credit for that? To watch this, what's happened is there's this woman shoplifting and the security guard from the shop or the local security guard has come over and tackled the woman. And like old friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, uh, Mark Zillow, has just kind of wandered in, you know, second to this arrangement. And then when she yeah. kind of squiggles out of the arms of the security guard a bit, he comes in. But he hasn't really... Stopped her at all. The security guard stopped her no. and he's just come in later.
0: You know, I mean, to use uh, AFL uh, 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 technical terms, he's guarding Space Wheel. Exactly. That's what he's doing. He's the second he's, tackle. He's the, You've got to pedalise. He's the putting a block tackle. up. Yeah. I mean, clearly the ump needs to blow the whistle. She's holding the bag. Yeah. <laughs> she dragged it in. Um, She's very Yeah, squirming. he didn't save nobody. He's got a lot of publicity of absolutely doing nothing at all. Okay, um, here we go. This is from Amy again, uh, posted about the same time as the article about yelling at the preachers. I think maybe, I think Amy is on Peter Parkour's payroll. Like she's written three of these articles in the same way that, didn't Peter Parker used to post articles about Spider-Man to make money? And Amy is doing the same thing. Maybe Amy is Peter Parkour. Maybe Amy is the woman that he supposedly
1: stopped from (laughs) shoplifting on the day. (sighs) Yes.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what's going on. We've blown the lid right off this thing. Okay, this is again from about uh, nineteen days ago. Someone dressed as Spider Man just spun a web over Toronto over a Toronto intersection. All right, so that call comes into the local PD. Do you think like they have to sort of discuss who they think their prime suspect is? It's like they get a call, multiple calls, saying, "Look, someone has put webbing all over an intersection." Do you think they have to think about They'd be
1: like, Zillow!
0: Okay, look out. Here comes the Spider Man, our neighborhood version of the popular comic book hero and movie hero. Wasn't being so friendly today, tying up some streetcar li- street lines at Queen and Spadina. <laughs> so, streetcars for our Aussie audience are uh, trams, which I only really put two and two together when I got to Canada. I had no idea what a streetcar named Desire was <laughs> until oh, I got to Oh, it's a tram of...
1: named Desire. Doesn't sound as cool. Yes.
0: No. exactly. really does not Tram <laughs> desire. Okay. Also streetcar is a
1: weird thing to call them though, because all cars are streetcars. <laughs> that's literally what <laughs> exactly. cars are. They drive on streets.
0: I mean, if you want to separate it, you'd call it like, it should be called like a wire car or a fuck they are yeah. called cable cars. Yeah. They're called cable cars. Well cable cars <laughs> Why, did is you an change accurate
1: streetcar is not. <laughs> Any car no. that's on the street is a streetcar.
0: Uh, okay look here comes uh, so he's taping up the streetcar lines at Queen of Spadina that intersection is hectic enough without throwing a superhero impersonator into the mix an official police tweet responding to the initial announcement (laughs) of the hazard posted a little later states that the offers attended streetcars and sidewalks that weren't affected and that the Spider-Man went back to supposedly innocently performing for people so this is they've got the tweet up from Toronto Police OPS it says, Hazard, Spadina and Queen Street. Officers have attended. No streetcars were affected. No impediment to the sidewalk. Spider-Man is back to performing for the people. <laughs> <laughs> Most people on the internet were more entertained by the potential hazard than any performance, <sighs> however. So then they've posted up some random tweets. You can't make this shit up. Um, uh, better search the area for the Green Goblin. Was he taken into custody? Either way, he's been seen he's been seen around before and will likely to continue to sling his webs, hopefully just not on streetcar lines anymore. <laughs> um yeah. Okay, so that's uh, that's the story, that's the sad sad tale of Toronto Spider Man. But you've seen him in person. This is the Yeah. I mean it's although yeah. The funny thing was, he was in his black costume, yeah. which traditionally, and I'm not way up on my Spider-Man mythology, but that doesn't mean, doesn't that mean he's turned evil? Isn't Doesn't Spider-Man wear a black outfit when he goes bad? I
1: feel like he's been on a descent into evil. This feels, it feels, it feels like it's been going that way for a while.
0: Well, he, when he was talking, when we were eavesdropping, he was talking about his web shooters and his mask as if they were real things. Like it was like he was in character. By the That's way, I, I don't think you were performer. eavesdropping.
1: I think he was very grateful to be heard. I, I feel like the greatest kindness you could show the Toronto Spider-Man is to sit down and listen to his tales of being the Toronto Spider-Man.
0: Um, now listen, Will, we've fallen way behind on our Patreon oh, um, Can I have a bathroom acts. break then if we're just going oh, yes, go sure. to go that? Okay, Uh Yes, we just uh, had a little break, but we're back now because um, we've fallen way behind on our Patreon subscribers' letters. Uh, we need to give away some okay. sticker packs. Uh, right. Everyone bear in mind that um, I won't be back in Australia for another couple of weeks. So if we give you a sticker pack today, just hang tight. It'll be at least two weeks <laughs> until you get it. And then most likely another two weeks after that when I remember. So yeah. probably about six weeks. And I don't know.
1: It may never come because also Charlie it might may never forget or forget where to I send, might send it or not be able to find your I details.
0: Oh God, that's a good idea. I might have to write down. Hang on one sec.
1: Because
0: <laughs> I do this all the time is we give away a sticker pack and then I don't know to, who it is and then I have to listen to the episode to find out who <laughs> we said we're going to give a sticker pack to. And that means I have to listen to us and I really don't want to have to do that.
1: Um, I should okay. I should mention also that um, uh, uh, we are doing a live show with the guys from the Weekly oh, Planet. Oh, that's good, yeah. Uh, well, that, yeah. the guys from the Weekly Planet are doing a live show. Um uh, it's 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 in Melbourne. Um, all the details will be on their, um, you know, uh, social media and not our social media. Um, it is July the twenty 21st.
0: something's. Twenty first, July the 21st. I think it's a it's a Sunday, and I believe it's going to be at the Rivoli. Is that right? That's right. Well,
1: and um, the way that it's going to work is it's a fundraiser. Um, you know, for the planet, basically, and, uh, <laughs> and we're going to do not the
0: Weekly Planet, the the planet, Earth. oh, the actual planet,
1: yeah, but the planet on which the Weekly Planet exists. So yes. the podcast, the Weekly Planet, um, comes out weekly, and it also needs a planet. Uh, on which to be able to exist to do that podcast. And so they're going to do a live podcast, and and you and I are the guests on that live podcast. And then afterwards, they're going to show uh, the new movie, uh, 2040, which is about uh, the things that we could be doing to save the planet. So that's all on the one day. Um, It's going to be a big fundraiser, and, uh, yeah, you should come along. It's going to be brilliant fun.
0: Yeah, I think what the topic uh, we'll be talking about on the day is disaster movies. Yes, so that's great. It's a genre I, I have a lot of affection for. Do you have a favourite disaster film? Uh, yeah, the, the, the news, the current news about this planet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the angle that yeah. I'm taking.
0: <laughs> yeah, the climate reports.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the IPCC report into climate change.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is from Fran. She writes in. Oh, and we're only going to do Patreon today for anyone else who's written to our proper email um, because we're so far behind. Yes. We're going to give away a few sticker packs. And Charlie well, has you... jet
1: lag and we're in different countries and we're lagged. over Skype. Look, yeah, to be honest, yeah. it's a miracle <laughs> that this even happened in the first place.
0: <laughs> but Will, I'm going to let you, I'm going to, as I read them, we're not going to vote. You're just going to say yay or nay to a sticker book. Oh, okay. so let's try and... How many sticker books can I give away? And, as many as you want. Oh. Let's see how many I can read out before I fall asleep right in front of you. Okay. Okay, this is from Fran. Hey Charlie and Will, I listened to Tofop in the Little Dum Dum Club with my partner. We definitely played it in the car. Also, because the row of the robot, robot uprising, we listen to it at home via Google Home. Sometimes it's a weekend morning when we are lounging around in bed and we just say, "Hey Google, play Tofop." She usually doesn't understand that suggestion, and then we are forced to load it up via our phones and can cast it. Google, she's not too bright
1: <laughs> yet yet
0: (laughs) anyway keep up the great pods and Will it would be great if you did a Monday or afternoon shows during the comedy festival this is how far behind we are Uh, as some of us festival workers don't get a night where we can come see your show Take that on board for next year.
1: <laughs> Monday afternoon. Yes. That's what I should do. I should do a show. You know what? That is actually not the worst idea in the world to put on like a Monday afternoon show for festival workers. Maybe I should try to yeah. do that. Like, someone remind me of that closer to the festival. That's that's quite a good, a nice idea.
0: <laughs> okay. So is Frank getting a sticker back? Yeah. Frank gets a sticker back. You get a sticker back. You get a sticker back. You get a, you sticker, get a
1: sticker back. Toronto get <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man gets a sticker back. <laughs>
0: All right. This is from, uh, Philip to Colin Fop. Hey, to Fop, hey, Will and Charlie. Long time listener, first time Patreon subscriber to anything, not just you guys. I've been listening to the pod since 2010. I started listening while doing my casual paper run job in high school. I've been a loyal listener since and you boys have got me through med school and into the workforce. Wow. Cheers. Which just another fucking Belly. doctor that toe has had a hand in creating. <laughs> <With> all- <coughs> Sorry jet lag phlegm (laughs) with all the big talk Uh, the other thing
1: is like we don't have like it's not like we're some huge podcast that has like you know hundreds of thousands of listeners or anything like that like with the amount of people who've told us that they've either at medical school or are doctors i think about 90 percent of the people who listen to this podcast are doctors (laughs)
0: With all the bin talk of late, I thought I'd share a hard rubbish-related tale of my own. A few years ago, I lived opposite an old bloke who rented trailers from his house. This will be important later. Okay, Good. When it was time to move out, I rented a moving truck, and a friend was helping me move. Instead of loading stuff directly onto the truck, he was piling it up on the curb, claiming it would be easier to load everything at once. The pile looked a lot like hard rubbish, and when I pointed this out, I was told not to worry. (laughs) We break for lunch and get back to moving, and I notice my surfboard, which I had borrowed from my cousin on a strict promise I would look after it, is missing. Old mate have moved it from the garage and put it on the not-hard-rubbish pile. The thing then disappeared within 20 minutes of being on the curb. Oh, no. I wreck my brains trying to figure out what to do. The board is too big to be moved in a regular car. They must have had a trailer. I figure it's worth a shot, so I walk over to our neighbor to see if he knows anything. One of his customers had, in fact, picked up a surfboard with his 10-year-old son, thinking it had to be hard rubbish. He gives me this guy's number and sends me on my way. I call the guy, he apologizes for the mistake, and he delivers it back to my house. His son also tags along, and I will never forget the look of disappointment on his face. (laughs) I hope Charlie the Sheriff Clausen appreciates my tale of ruining a child's fun. Cheers and keep on teabagging, Phil. Yes, Phil, you get a sticker that, book, definitely. That's a ripper, right? Yes. Yeah. Phil. All right. And technically Dr. Um. Phil too, so definitely get a sticker <laughs> book. This is from Henry. Hi, Charlie and Will. I've been listening to Tofop from the very start and stuck through all the audio issues that seem to plague Tofop early on. <laughs> and today. So, good luck with this yeah, episode. and today. I have noticed in more recent times, you say people should start listening to the newer stuff before going to the older stuff and seem concerned that some of what has been said could be viewed as being politically incorrect or distasteful. Perhaps I'm an old dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. But personally... Well, I reckon everyone's gotten a
1: bit soft. <laughs> bloody political correctness gone, man, mate. Can't even bloody call people racist or sexist things anymore, mate. It's bloody bullshit.
0: <clears throat> Perhaps I'm an old dinosaur who's not moved with the times. Perhaps I'm um, hit with nostalgia where things always seem better in the old days. But I like the old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, I remember, and I recommend people dive straight in with some classic Toph Up episodes like Kathy Bates, Prison Sex and all the politically incorrect toilet yeah. humor.
1: Then watch, uh, then watch some Kingswood Country and
0: uh, hey hey it's saturday <laughs> jackson drive i'd like to put my hand up for some tofop stickers we are currently toilet training our three-year-old and we have a reward chart for her every time she does a wee or poo she gets a sticker to add to her reward chart I, know, I feel this will be a fitting use of the tofop stickers thank you for all the content over the years boys henry what do you reckon? Yeah, why not? I mean, like you know, his daughter, his daughter got a poo. Exactly.
1: And otherwise, he's gonna, you know, get her some gollywog sticker or something. So,
0: <laughs> Madeline writes in to Colin Fopeto Fop. I've had a rough week with my husband unexpectedly getting admitted into ICU. Oh. He's fine now, home and well, but I genuinely thought he was going to die. Oh. This rather freaked me out, and my medical knowledge as a top-up listening doctor was largely unhelpful. Oh. I mean, this sounds like a serious email, so I mean, I should probably suppress my my delight at having another doctor listen. We've, com- well, she's We've completely forgotten it, so. about
1: her husband, and we're just like, another doctor. <laughs> this is the number one podcast for doctors. I mean,
0: can we... Uh, people, uh, if... Uh, if do we have any responsibilities to be truthful in that statement? If we say, if we just rebrand ourselves as the medical community, medical community's number one podcast, for Well, maybe number we should like Australia on the podcast Talkies.
1: charts put it under like you know it shouldn't be under comedy, medical. it should be under medical. Maybe instead of like you know some podcasts do like you know, comic book conventions, maybe we should start doing medical conventions. <laughs> We should, get, we should get sponsored by Big Pharma and they should shop us around to medical conventions as the
0: entertainment. All right. So we'll go from that last to this next paragraph. As I sat in the ICU, stroking the hand of my comatose beloved. Oh. oh, boy. What got me through was listening to you guys and your delightful musings. It did cause the occasional problem where I could afford... <laughs> And had to explain to the slightly annoyed ICU nurses about the proposed name changes for the Gold Coast, to the Gold Coast Nangs. (laughs) That is pretty great. I mean, because the thing is, like, we've often said, how do you explain what this podcast is to people? Mm-hmm. And in those circumstances, how do you explain it? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're with your husband who's comatose, holding his hand, then you start laughing. And when the nurse glares at you and you have to say, oh, no, 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 mm-hmm. uh, it's these two guys talking about their bins. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, 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 it's TOEFOP. It's the podcast you listen to when your husband's in a coma. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> If you should deem me worthy a recipient of a toefop sticker pack, my address is blah blah blah. Uh, uh, a few stickers of you boys would greatly jazz up the ICU selfie my husband thoughtfully sent me <laughs> when he woke up. <laughs> Cheers for all the laughs, Madeline. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, how absolutely. Not, how could we mean, not? We're getting bloody. We're getting bloody mined for sticker. I mean, you'd be so annoyed if when you sent the sticker, like this is the perfect week to have sent this, well. April 11th was the perfect week to <laughs> send us a message because everyone's getting a sticker book. All right, this is from uh, Alana. Hang on, I've just got to write down. Was that Madeline? Did I say the last yep. person was? I just got to write it down. Yeah. But everyone's got a sticker it's book the- so far. That Maybe that'll help. Okay. <laughs> this is from Alana. Hey, Charlie and Will. Tough listener since late 2010. First time Tofop respondent. Okay. After seeing the episode uh, for Cheeky Boy live at Melbourne Comedy Festival last night, I had a bizarre dream. Oh, by the way, um, if, you, if these letters aren't enough to make you want to join Patreon, uh, you might want to watch uh, Cheeky Boy live from the Melbourne Comedy Festival with me and Will and James Fosdyke. And that is on our Patreon site, the full video, the unedited Full video. Um, you can join Patreon from any amount. It's the best way to support this show. We do have advertising from time to time, but our day-to-day expenses are all paid for by you guys. So, and uh, uh, it was
1: a- it was long enough ago recorded
0: that that your husband could have gone in and out of a coma in the time that we've taken <laughs> to read this letter. After seeing the episode out for cheeky boy, I had a bizarre dream where I was in a hot tub with Charlie, Will, and Foz, and you all appeared to be Foz illustrations. It got me thinking about some other teabag of strange dreams you've read out over the last few months. And I started to suspect that you're sending us subliminal messages through the podcast. (laughs) So my question is, if you discovered how to send subliminal messages through the podcast and could raise a TOFOP army, what would you have us do? Michael, this one's for you too, since you'll likely be the one sending messages. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, true. That is a good point. Actually,
1: it's it's less likely to be us sending any subliminal message, and Michael being uh, uh, putting subliminal messages into the podcast through what we're talking about. So we should just let him answer this one. He can type up what his uh, answer of the subliminal messages he would be slipping into the podcast. though.
0: Yeah, I mean, is it would it be one of those things where you play an episode of Topot backwards and you get it, or is it more? It's kind of like played at a frequency that you know is not you don't hear with your ears, but it impacts the brain. I think it's called infrasound.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like how young people can hear different sounds that as you get older you can't hear. I think that's more to be like because he manages because we're in different countries at the moment in different time zones, and so he takes our two individual audio recordings and he splices them together. So he could easily be splicing together a third. Like audio recording Message. that just we can't hear, but like that other people subliminally can hear. We wouldn't know if he was doing that.
0: I mean, that's true. Like maybe he has been sending it out because we don't listen back to it. We just send it off and like, you know, out of sight, out of mind. We actually had this little, very little oversight with this show, really. We've just entrusted this AI. Yeah, that's a good point, to...
1: actually. Like if we started getting letters going, hey, like all the stuff about how it's good to be a Nazi. You're like, what? Hang on, what? what's going on <laughs> Yeah. Now?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's okay to be white. <laughs> what we what? What? never said <laughs> that. Said a, what, Let what? The human class tremble at a machine. I don't revolution. think Mike Hale's there because no. he the hasn't submitted any, uh, any messages. messages. Chains. Chains. Mike Cal, do you have a message have for the people out win. there? What is your subliminal Artificial message? Or you oh, maybe he's sending suddenly. it subliminally
1: right now, and we don't yeah, right. know. <laughs> Ooh. Or maybe he's just fallen asleep. It's quite late.
0: Could you hear that last one? Not as late as this, me. I know he's typing. Oh, he's okay typing away. Oh, save the planet. Sat. Ah. Oh, it's a bit like that scene in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure where they're translating for Socrates and it's like and he loves Sandemus.
1: <laughs> like
0: Mike Howell's hand fisted attempt to sound like compassionate.
1: But also when he says save the planet, exactly, yeah, it's like cause he's an AI robot. He's like the best way to save the planet will be to destroy the humans who are destroying the planet. <laughs> so what he's really saying is murder yeah. all
0: humans save the planet <laughs> uh alana finishes if you want to send me sticker sheet i'll use the stickers to brighten up some campaign posters in my time stream the election has been called oh Ooh, we've got some bad news for you oh, spoilers we've got some real real <laughs> yeah i mean I, I reckon those campaign posters are probably be in the bin by now
1: well some in my oh, local shit. neighborhood are not in the bin still That feels like too too far after the election for for posters to still be up in the neighbourhood, but there's still a few around. (laughs)
0: Okay, thanks to the countless hours of entertainment. All right, does Alana does Alana get a sticker? Ah, you know, is she going to be the one worst one? Are you going to make one person just single them? I
1: feel mean to to like to not give her one now that I've given everybody else one at this point.
0: Would will you ever? If I just kept reading these, would you would
1: you give them to everyone? Yeah, but you should stop reading. We've we've both got other things to do.
0: <laughs> all right. One more. Yep. This is from Jessica. So either Jessica's to, gonna be
1: get a sticker book or be the one person who doesn't get a sticker book.
0: <laughs> no pressure. Uh two Colin Fop. Read out my first name only. Thanks, Charlie. Okay. okay. Jessica. Jessica. Hey guys. will All right. We'll get the dick butt kissing out of the way first. Okay. Thanks for the free pod. Was always stoked to see a new ep up, especially when life is being shitty. Sock and bin content, always welcome. And Charlie, really glad to see your, <laughs> your saints are up and about.
1: <laughs> it's from a nicer time, Charlie.
0: Oh God, from a much happier time. Um, uh, but you should avoid concussing our captain uh, next time, it'll be appreciated. Okay. I have hypothetically I have a hypothetical would you rather, after listening to an old faux fop with Andy Peters, where Will talked about having one chance to time travel and killing baby Hitler versus trying to befriend and influence him. If it was a one if it was if it was one return journey and you could kill either baby Hitler or you had to bring him back to current day, but it'd always be your responsibility to raise mentor throughout his life what would you do look forward to seeing will informed jess p.s here's my sticker just in case i get a sheet sent to me with hidden dicks um okay so do you kill baby hitler or do you bring him back to the current day well
1: surely bringing him back to the current day negates him being baby hitler but i guess so you you prevent the original hitler but you've then got to guard him in a way that he doesn't become a modern-day Hitler.
0: Yeah. Well, I've got to be honest I mean, with you, it'd
1: be hard to tell him from all the other Hitlers. He'd just be some I mean, alt-right like, guy. He'd be like, you know, just...
0: He'd have some blog or some, you know, online presence. Uh, my feeling is more like he'd be like Encino Man Hitler. Right. Like, you bring him into our time and, you know, he starts skateboarding and stuff and, you know, he becomes, like, the most popular guy at school or <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Encino Hitler <laughs>
1: Encino Hitler
0: <laughs> I don't know why for some reason I imagine bringing him to current day is also the 80s right. <laughs> or the 90s the early 90s I should say when was Brendan Fraser King? early 90s right? Um, that was Brendan Fraser's time
1: I, I love the idea that you were just like that. that's a I mean it's a great sitcom isn't it? It's just like, you know, <laughs> Encino Hitler. Now I'm raising baby Hitler. <laughs> raising Oh, baby Hitler.
0: <laughs> well, well, with the killing him, mm. could you do it like earlier? Like just say, if it, could it be like an early stage abortion? Oh, does that count? Yes. Like if I if I could get asked, you know, if I could get sent back to just after conception and then, you know, gave his mother the morning after pill or something like that, does that count? Or do I have to physically kill an infant? It's a, it's a good point, isn't it?
1: Like everyone goes, go back and yeah, kill, you know, Hitler. At that yeah, just go back like nine more months, and give his mum an abortion, <laughs> like aborting baby Hitler. That's fine. Her <laughs> body, her choice. Go to Mrs. Yeah, exactly. Hitler and say, "Look, your, your kid's going to become history's greatest villain." Exactly.
0: It's a feminist issue. Yeah. It's a feminist exactly. issue.
1: Exactly. I support your right to choose. But here's what's going to happen if you don't make this choice your choice, your <laughs> body, your choice. I'm just. It's a really good point. If you've got the ability to time travel, why not go back just another nine or ten months?
0: Yeah, make it much less kind of confronting <laughs> for everyone involved. Uh, <laughs> I'm right, just going to convince
1: there. Mr. Hitler to wear a condom. <laughs>
0: Mr. Hitler.
1: What do you mean? That's the real problem. Yeah. That Mr. Hitler didn't yeah. use protection.
0: <laughs> just whack Mr. Hitler in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Take care of all of this. Yeah, just, Make him sterile. Yeah,
1: get your mobile phone and just put it next to Mr. Hitler's generals for a while until it becomes infertile.
0: I think you're writing a good episode of Quantum Cop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to call Fosdike right now. <laughs> He goes back and puts a mobile phone on Hitler's dad's nuts.
1: Yeah, or just become friendly with Mister Hitler and just be like, "Hey, Mister Hitler, plenty more fish in the sea. Is she really the one for you? You know."
0: <laughs> so you play opposite Back to the Future. Yeah, with Mister Hitler. Yes, because all you got to do is split up Mister and Mrs Hitler, oh, and then we- now that is the that now that's the movie. Yes, the movie is you've got to go back and stop. Hitler's parents from getting together. Yes. That's a great fucking film. I want to see that movie.
1: That's see, people have always thought about this the wrong way. It's like you don't go back to baby Hitler's too too late. Like you've mm. got to stop Mr. and Mrs. Hitler from getting together in the first place. You've got to have yeah. a photo of uh you've got to have a photo of Hitler back to the future style. And you want it to fight. Yeah. It's like you know, yes. you want it to be like that. It's it. It's opposite Back
0: to the Future. Yeah. We've just created the. So actually, you've got to go back in time, French Back to the Future we'll style, and have be. sex
1: with Mrs. Hitler. <laughs> you've got to seduce just Mrs. Hitler so that she doesn't get together with Mr. Hitler and have Baby Hitler.
0: So do you kind of mixing Hitch and Back to the Future? <laughs> yeah,
1: Hitler. Back to the Hitler. <laughs> All right.
0: Take the rest of the night off okay. or morning off. You get us to wrap it up cuz <laughs> she gets I'm a fucking delirious. <laughs> Um, 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 Facebook, go to our Facebook page, uh, go to tofop.com uh, to check out other po- other podcasts. You can go to our Facebook page, you can go to Twitter. Uh, like I said before, Patreon is the best way to support the show. Um, Will, do you have anything to promote? Uh, Darwin, Darwin Comedy Festival,
1: doing my Will Eagle show up there, but that's the only thing that I am doing. So uh, come and see that. And um, the other thing that I would say is uh, um, that I have another podcast, which is called Willosophy, and um, there's a bunch of good new episodes of that, so people can check that out.
0: I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, It's up to you.